Welcome back to Sex, Psycho, Love, and Me. I'm your host, Edna Zoe. Um, we're here sharing stories about love and all the things that come with it. Um, today's guest is a good friend of mine, and we are talking summer romances. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like summer today, didn't it? It did, a didn't little it? bit a little for bit. what I could get out, but yeah. yeah. So welcome, Katie. We're so glad to have you. Thank um, you for having me. Do you want to tell the peoples about you anything? Uh, well, I have lived numerous lives, including about 10 years in rock and roll. Yes. Um, but the story we will be discussing today happened actually right at the beginning of the rock and roll because I was, um, I just graduated from University of Denver. Okay. And um, I got in this job up in Aspen, but Ooh. I was still had started working at the Bluebird and I did not want to give up my position at the Bluebird. I was like, no, I'm not going to quit because I still want that job when I get back from Aspen, knowing that the Aspen gig was just a summer gig. Okay. So I would come back on the weekends for a little bit until I met Tom. Oh, so, what's the Bluebird? The Bluebird Theater is a rock and roll venue off of Colfax Avenue. Okay. Now, when I started the Bluebird, it still had the stigma of being a porn theater. No. So it has been a lot of different things, uh, like a vaudeville thing, porn, you hmm. name it. What, it's been what is a porn theater? Like, I don't think I've ever heard that. Like, people like just actually go there a and... movie theater that was porn. What? Yeah. That was a thing? Yeah. Well, shit, yeah. what happened? And why is it not a thing anymore? Because uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris Swank purchased the Bluebird and turned it into a rock and roll venue. Okay. So, and it's the Bluebird has since had many iterations. It's always been known as the Bluebird, but different owners and different people doing things. And the projector room is no longer. I was there for the last film we ever did at the Bluebird wow. and all the reconstruction that they did. and. I learn something new every day. It's still a home away from home. I love it. Okay. So so let's talk about Tom. So you ended up getting a gig in Aspen. In Aspen. So I was working at the music festival in school as a stagehand. Um, And that is when I learned in classical music, a stagehand is just pretty much a chair mover. Oh, okay. (laughs) But, you know, it wasn't bad. I made some great friends, loved Aspen, loved living in Aspen. Um, And I think part of the reason, because I started off really hating it because I was around working at the music festival. It's a very premier place. It's Mm -hmm. very um, bougie. Bougie. Yes. I was going to say it's like even higher than white color. Yeah. And um, now don't get me wrong. While working there, I had the pleasure of seeing some many, many great artists, Yo-Yo Ma, uh, and and talking and working with Yo-Yo Ma, Emerson String Quartet, um, and a couple other really well-known people in the classical world. That's amazing. And, you know, just getting to know them as people, which is really cool. Now, if you ask them if they knew me, they wouldn't know who I was from Adam, (laughs) but it was still cool that I got to work with them. And like one of the best memories I have was watching Emerson string quartet do uh, Barbara's Adagio, mm. which that is the one that is in platoon where okay. you see the guy just like getting all shot to hell. Yeah. And, oh, um, so cool. Such an emotional piece of music and just seeing it live was even more. So you're brilliant. basically living your best life. So, yeah, I mean, I was just graduated from DU. Yes. I am 21 years old and, um, so then I started hanging out at this bar called Cooper Street. Okay. And because that was kind of like the bar that everybody went to. Well, I hung out 
there enough to where I started to get to know the people who actually lived and worked in Aspen. So not just the bartenders, but some of the other people. Mm -hmm. And um, that just turned into hanging out after hours. Yeah. Lots of alcohol, (laughs) lots of weed, lots of fun. Yes. And um, so just hanging out with them, getting to know everybody and getting to know the working class in Aspen. That was what I really valued. And that's the people that, of course, I attracted to was not so much all the the snobbery that could happen and the competition that would be in there. Like I could give a shit less. Yeah. but the, the working class, and that's who I, you know, the people who really know the bones of the town Mm -hmm. and can show me the ins and outs. So I just kind of started, um, you know, I'd be hanging out after hours, whatever. And, um, Tom and I would go on a hike now me being city girl and Tom living in Aspen, there's a bunch of trails that are just right. I mean, you walk down the street and there's a trail you can pick up, which is another reason why I love Aspen. So can I ask real quick, how did you meet Tom? He was the bartender. Oh, he was the, bar- oh, okay. he was the bartender. I don't know if I missed that part. It's all good. Okay. I could have skipped over that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was the bartender. And, um, but then we just started going on hikes Okay, and the hikes consisted of him, like either surpassing me by far or him, like <laughs> encouraging me as I'm dying around the first switchback, not the fifth. <laughs> come on Katie you can do it you can do this I did make it through him yeah. I did like stick it through and make it through him um it's so he okay. was very patient with me when I when we were doing our hikes and stuff and um a couple times when we went out and played golf and like he was really outdoors and so he loved going outdoors mm-hmm. and it was really great also exploring the area that wasn't the super popular area so I think I only went to Maroon Bells once okay. the whole time I was there wow otherwise I was going on these other trails and stuff and, you know, and then working shows, um, and getting wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those were the days. uh, But just having fun. I mean, it wasn't like wasted to the point of where I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, so that part was good. It was wasted to the point of where I was still sleep pretty damn good and not be hung (laughs) over. Um, but just, it was really good to get to know everybody. And, um, Tom had just broken up with his girlfriend and was still living with her. Oh, dang. Okay. And, um, so y'all were just friends at this point. Yeah. Even and, when y'all were hiking, were you like getting a crush or were you just still kind of, Oh, I had a crush from the get go. Okay. okay. I had a crush from the get go. Um, but you know, he's a bartender. So, yeah. And I've been a bartender. You don't know what's real and what isn't because you get paid to flirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but we just end up hanging out and talking more and more and then on, you know, doing the hikes and stuff. And then um, I remember at one point, this one just sticks out of my mind because for me, it's like one of the super most romantic moments. I oh, love it. I mean, I've had like four in my life and this is one of them. <laughs> And, um, we're just, I was sitting, uh, upstairs cause it was, it's a two-story bar and he always worked the up bar. So I was sitting upstairs, just hanging out with some friends. My hair was in a ponytail and he was just picking up glasses and he walks up behind me and just kind of pulls my ponytail back and kisses me. Oh, damn. Yeah. That was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and this, and were y'all the flirting stage or was it just like, 
Like, why is he already making out with you? We had kissed before. Okay. Um, well, tell me about the first kiss, Katie. How did that happen? I honestly, that part, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking and flirting and, um, you know, doing the hikes and stuff. And I think it just kind of, it had happened one time. And it was like, all right, this is great. This is cool. Yeah. And like, I had dated two other guys when I was up there and, um, it just kind of was like, there were pretty much fucks, not yeah. anything beyond that. You yeah. Know? And, um, then, you know, I think it was just kind of a, almost a natural evolution. Okay. And it would be the, one of those things, like there was another time he and I were walking down the street together and we were arm in arm. And one of his friends walks by, it's like, you two get a room. (laughs) Like we got to that disgustingly cute place. And, um, yeah, it was just amazing. And like starting when it was, and we actually didn't have sex until closer to the end. Okay. Because his girlfriend was, or his ex always lived at his house. So we never had a spot oh, dang. to privately do anything. Yeah. So it wasn't until after my roommate moved out uh-huh. at the place that I was living at the time. So it was like probably a week before everything ended. Oh my gosh. So did y'all ever talk about like where it was going or just, <laughs> no, it was, just it, too was fun. it was a lot of like, you know, I wish I could put you in a box and move you up here type thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, you should come down to Denver. And, um, cause he knew you were only there for a short while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I knew, I mean, that wasn't, yeah. he knew I was working at the school. Um, and I didn't, he knew I wasn't going to try to work at Iscaria because I'd already worked at Iscaria once before when I was 18. Yeah. I worked up at Monarch. I had no interest in doing that. And that's what you do up in Aspen. What's that vibe? It's just a bunch of snowboarders, skiers. Just Well, working at Monarch wasn't bad because that's right out of Salida. So, you, so Salida is very artist-based. Okay. Um, and a lot of natives, like most of the people in Salida have been there all their life mm-hmm. and choose not to leave. Okay. And it happens for generations. So, um, but it is very much so also an artist community. Um, cool. so it wasn't like the one thing I liked about Monarch was, you know, we had people come that, you know, ski the Alps on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. they're like, actually, I like Monarch better because you can get up and down the mountain faster. Okay. Whereas, in the Alps, you spend 30 minutes on a lift and five minutes to get down. Well, yeah, that's not a whole lot of fun because you're waiting in the line and stuff. So, but I had, I really didn't have a desire to be around that much snobbery too. Yeah. I mean, cause it's much busier during the, during the winter months. Cause everybody wants to go to Aspen and of mm-hmm. course you get your higher names and stuff. Yeah. Um, this was before Hunter S. Thompson passed away and, um, so one of the bars that he used to hang out at, I would go to on occasion just to see if I could catch a glimpse of him. Never did. Never did. Oh. Never did. And okay. I, he died like shortly after. So, wow. um, but you know, it's just the summer romance. I highly recommend it. Like <laughs> even when I'm, you know, once it comes to my kids, I'm like, guys do a summer romance because yeah. it's like nothing else. I've always wanted one. I don't think I've ever had one. I really don't think do I have. totally do it. I know. Or just like a short, you know, summer, put it out there. <laughs> summer romance, winter romance, or what have you. Because um, 
there was a time he did come down to visit in Denver, met my roommate at the time. And, um, it just didn't, it was great to see him. And Mm -hmm. I went up and visited like once or twice too. And it just, it didn't have that same flair. So it was definitely the ambiance, the knowing that it wasn't a permanent thing. Everybody's there for the right reasons. And for him, it was kind of that stepping stone of, you know, he's breaking away from this girl he had been dating for four years and had been living with. Yeah. And so, you know, I was kind of that, that rebound girl as it were. Yeah. Yeah. And I a hundred percent okay with it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Summer playing rebound. Whatever. It worked out, you know? And so, you know, I often wonder what he's doing or what he's up to. I ran into his sister once, um, down at cricket on the hill when it was open and, uh, that one was kind of funny. She's like, I really liked you. <laughs> I should still be together. <laughs> the one so, that got away. <laughs> so did you, when it was coming to the end, did you decide to have sex with him or did it that come natural too? Or did you just, just want natural? And then how did it end? Like, what was the last day? Like, did you cry? I feel like I would have cried. Yeah. I cried on the way back to Denver. Um, but we had kept in touch. Um, I had started to work up in Detroit, um, starting. So I came back that summer. So the summer was like from June to August, beginning of September Mm -hmm. and October, November, I started going to Detroit and working better venue there, which is where I met my husband. Cool. And, um, like, I remember one time, like, this was also around the Haman fire. And um, I remember coming back from Detroit and landing and seeing everything on fire. Wow. That's I mean, crazy. you could feel the smoke in the airplane as it was landing. Wow. It was crazy and scary. And, um, but I called him. I was like, how is your, because his mom lived down in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called him and asked, you know, just to make sure his mom was okay and everything. And, um, that was really the last time we talked. Wow. And the, one of the times he came to Denver, I met his family, like his sister and his mom. And yeah. Wow. So, but he also was just like, yeah, everybody's stuck on his ex and really wanted he and his ex to get back together. So they yeah. were really accepting of a new girl, except for his sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just, you know, it's one of those where you just, you think back on it and yeah. you just can't stop grinning Yeah, because it was such a great time. And it, it was a time that was meant to be, Yeah, you know, it definitely was not meant to last longer than what it did. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that experience and for that time. Just as magical as they say it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. That's so cool. And if I ever, and you know, I still keep in touch with some of my friends from Aspen. I just haven't, he and I have lost touch. Yeah. And you know, I don't know how weird it would be if we saw each other again Yeah, or if it'd be like, you know, just kind of slip back into that friendship again, mm-hmm. you know, especially since I've been with my husband for 20 years now, <laughs> <laughs> definitely can't slip back into that romance. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, Is there anything that you learned about yourself during that whole experience? Um, yes and no, that was, so that was kind of midpoint of my rock and roll days and my rock and roll days were very transformative for me Mm -hmm. that was a big time of me finding myself discovering who I am coming to terms with some of the experiences that I had and learning to tell people no okay 
and pissing people off because I was the yes girl for a long time. Yeah. You need to unload on me. I'm here for you. Okay. Oh, wait, but I need to unload on you. You're not here for me. Okay, fine. That's okay. Not yeah, no, okay. that's not okay. It's not okay. So that was the big time of me really transforming, learning about myself, dealing. Um, I was in a major bus accident when I was studying in England and my mm. good friend that was standing next to me was thrown from the bus and killed. Oh my gosh. So there was a lot to come to terms with that. Yeah. Um, because I actually didn't see it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the story for another day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's coming yeah. to terms with that. It's, um, it just was a unique time for me learning who I am, letting go of my past mm-hmm. and really becoming who I am. Aww. And, you know, the friends that I made in rock and roll are friends for life. No, oh, I believe it. Um, we all still talk about, for the most part, still talk with most people. Thank goodness for Facebook, because right. that's how we keep in touch. But anytime they say that there's going to be a bluebird reunion or what have you, most of us are there in a heartbeat. That's so cool. And, you know, I know I could count on any of those people that I worked with, oh. you know, if I needed something, they'd be there. Oh, that's and so cool. you don't get that, you know? No, it's very hard to find a bond like that with friends. Um, and it does come down to experiences and music does bring mm-hmm. so many people together that yeah. it's just like this bond you have, like you just know. And Aspen does have a rock and roll venue. And I did think about trying to get a job there, but mm-hmm. Aspen's such a small community that like the people that do have that job, they ain't letting go of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. And I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, I let go of my rock and roll job kicking and screaming. Yeah. But, and there are lots of times where I miss it. Mm. I know it's not the best place for me anymore, but there are lots of times where I still miss it. Those were the days. What's really fun though, is um, my dad worked in Aspen for a summer right after he got out of college. Now he doesn't tell me about a summer romance he had, but um, that we both have like summer and Aspen stories. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) But it's just, it was, I think a lot of it too was, Aspen is so centered around nature. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can pick up hikes just right out Walking in the middle out of the town. door. Yeah. And, um, you know, nature is magical. Nature does things yeah. that our bodies need and our mm-hmm. souls need. And, you know, when you can find that person to share that with, it was absolutely incredible and amazing. And, you know, somebody who's still willing to wait for you because you're totally out of shape and suck <laughs> walking up a freaking... <laughs> you know, steep. Yeah. What's my, who's it? I just, that is know, definitely something that I, back. uh, I think about like just dating in general with guys here in in Denver or just in Colorado period. Cause they are all adventurous. They are all rock climbers and mountain climbers and you know, what have you. And I just am like terrified that one day I'll meet a guy and he's going to want to climb rocks and I'm going to be like dying at the bottom. <laughs> Like not able to hang. Well, if it's the right guy, he will come back down and give you words of encouragement and hang with you, even if you can only make it a quarter of the way up. But when you make it up, it is so worth it though. Well, speaking of um, the mind and soul, is there anything that you do now uh, for self-care to just kind of, you know, on the podcast, we talk about all the lessons we've learned and just like how we we stay in a good place, uh, depending on, you know, whatever's going on in our life, what self-care looks like. Well, 
two jobs, a husband, kids, and cleaning up mother-in-law stuff after she passed away doesn't give me a whole lot of time for self-care. But one of the things I do is I have multiple mantras posted on my bookshelf that's right next to my bed. Uh It's kind of like a nightstand bookshelf type thing. And then I also have them posted in the bathroom. So that way I can take a look at them and repeat them. Um, Things like I am willing, I am Mm -hmm. relentless. Um, I release all that is not serving me, serving me. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Jessica. Yeah. And, uh, you know, money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of the reason why I have it up in the bathroom is so my husband can see it, maybe give him a couple of nudges. And so my kids can see it as well. Yeah. Because I don't want my journey to be just about, or I don't want to hide my journey. I'm not about, I'm a very open book. You are. Yeah. And you can ask me anything. I'm going to give you the answer, whether you like the answer or want the answer. If you ask the question, (laughs) I'll answer it. And, um, so, you know, I have that up there so that way they can see what I'm doing for myself. Um, that's important. Yeah. And I think that is a good way to start even that self-love journey because you are recognizing that you need and want all these things and changing that mindset that you currently have you have to keep doing that you have to keep telling yourself this is I'm worthy I'm relentless I Mm -hmm. deserve this Um, absolutely which is hard it's hard to do and hard to believe it it is um I think that was part of though my transformative years in rock and roll laid Mm -hmm. that groundwork that's awesome. Of uh, that, I do deserve this, and that was one thing too with that summer romance. Mm-hmm. I prior to that, when I was here in Denver, I had been sort of seeing this guy who really just wanted to be friends with benefits, mm-hmm. but would kind of lean me on so that way he knows that he could get more out of me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that until Tom. Hmm. Tom made me realize a bunch of things, not just I am worth this, but this is possible to have. A love like this and to have it be super intense and super awesome Uh and, you know, still get that, you know, the, the butterflies butterflies, and the whole like, oh my gosh, there he is. Okay. I'm going to play it cool. (laughs) And and do the same thing, you know, and, um, but still just being able to talk about anything and everything Mm -hmm. and, um, not worry about the judgment. That's amazing. It just seems so genuine and so yeah. innocent and so what I feel like everybody's missing, you know, just and being so vulnerable to that. Yeah. Cause I, I think maybe you were ready to just experience what it, whatever it was, but you had, there had to be vulnerability and in that because you what the knew it wasn't was, going to last, but you also wanted to. The fun thing about it, it was to see how much joy it brought other people with mm. him and I being together. Interesting. And, you know, it's like, I was telling you about that person, like when they're like, Hey, get a room, you know, you could see that they were totally smiling and like Uh, really happy for Tom. Yeah. You know, they didn't really know me. So they're like, yeah, whatever the fuck, Uh but you know, really happy for him. You were a ray of sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so, I mean, it was just to see that on other people too, Uh to see how it comes. And there was one incident too, where, um, a mutual friend of ours. Now this, this will tell you something, a mutual friend of ours. Um, I had been with him earlier. We went to go see his girlfriend at the hospital. She works at the hospital, mm-hmm. took his snake, did the x-ray of the snake. It was pretty fucking cool. Wow. And, but she recognized that he was pretty wasted. 
I had only known this guy drinking. So I didn't know <laughs> the difference between sober and not for this guy. Yeah. And um, he dropped me off at my place. And I told him, it's like, listen, you need to listen to your girl. You're driving her car to mm-hmm. go home, you know, just go home for the night, call it done. Well, he decided to take a drive over Independence Pass and wreck the car. Oh, no. And landed in the hospital for a couple of days. Oh, wow. And so one of the things that got asked me, like, how could you let him go? Yeah. Well, it's like, well, I told him he needs to go home, but at the same time, I've never seen him sober. Yeah. So I can't really judge how wasted he is if I hadn't seen him sober. Yeah. But we still made it through that, you know, and actually those two are married now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, so that just is another thing. I think that shows kind of the power of Aspen too, that those two were still together after that. Mm-hmm. you know, there's a good chance had I found a job in Aspen and actually made it, you know, made an effort, you know, who knows if we could right. still be together, yeah. but you know, it was also the, you know, it was transformative for him that he could find love again. Mm-hmm. And it was transformative for me to realize that I, this is what I deserved. Yeah. I deserve to feel like a queen. I deserve yes. to have that. Like, total high and that giddiness and have those super romantic moments. That it's just like Aww. those movie moments. Yes. You know? So yeah, I highly recommend it though. Like once my kids get older, it's like, you know, just go do it, do it. Yeah. Don't have any expectations of it's going to last beyond wherever you're at. Just roll with it. Have fun with it. If you keep in touch with the person, great. If not, Great. Just be appreciative. I'm inspired. (laughs) I mean, summer is right around the corner. I feel like I can do this. I'm just going to put that out into the universe, people. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's a beautiful story and thank you for sharing it with us. Um, Oh, my pleasure. I hope everybody gets to experience a summer romance or at least, you know, finds it this summer. That would be amazing. And if you do, please call me, let me know, share your story. That would be great. I'm going to end them with this quote from the notebook because uh, when I thought of your summer romance, I automatically thought of this movie because, hello, it's one of the most popular movies. uh, And it just kind of fit with like the theme today. So it says, summer romances end for all kinds of reasons. But when all is said and done, they have one thing in common. They are shooting stars, a spectacular moment of light in the heavens, a fleeting glimpse of eternity, and in a flash, they're gone. Huh. And what's funny? I've never seen that movie. No. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you? But that, okay. but that is such a true thing, though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. Is super shining light, but yeah. as light does, it fades. Yeah. And it just a summer romance fades quicker than you know my twenty year marriage. Yeah. So <laughs> you know the. It's just amazing. Well, it's definitely a good story to tell and a good, you know, experience to have in your lifetime. If you haven't had one, uh, Katie highly recommends it. So yes. absolutely <laughs> do it at least. So your life isn't life. full until you've had a summer romance. Yes. yes. Get your summer fling on. All right. So I think it's time to play a quick game. Uh, I call it quickie. It's basically where I ask you this and that questions and yeah, that's about it. All right. <laughs> what you want to do. All right, I'm really game. Great. So first one, beach or mountains? Beach. Yes. Definitely beach. Have someone hear you have sex or have someone see you have sex? 
Mm. Probably here. I, I'm not that much of a show woman. There you go. Partner, read your mind or partner, give you a compliment every day? Compliment every day. Nobody needs to hear what's going on in my head. <laughs> Watch erotica or read erotica? Watch. Well, no, it depends yeah. on the writer. It really depends on the writer and how it's written. Okay, that makes sense. I can appreciate that. Um, fun date or expensive gift? Fun date. Fetish or fantasy? Mm, probably more fetish. Rich or famous? Good question. Because <laughs> it depends on what the person is famous for, if they're rich or not. Mm. I could really go anyway. Um, probably just rich, because I would like to be able to just go grocery shopping and not have to worry about media. Word. Uh, smart partner or funny partner? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. <laughs> Top or bottom? Top. Sex indoors or sex outdoors? Yes, please. <laughs> Are you a lover or a fighter? Lover. Watch porn or make a sex tape? Watch. Netflix and chill or tickets to a concert? Depends on the night. They both have their merits. Okay. Okay. Last one, morning sex or right before bed sex? Nooners. Nooners, okay. I love it. And that's our game. That's a quickie. Okay. Awesome, I love it. (laughs) Thanks for playing. Anytime, anytime. So thanks again for coming, Katie. Thank you for having me. You being here with us. Thanks everyone for joining us. Come back and see us again next week for some more stories. Bye.